Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello and welcome back to Got A Problem Mate podcast. Or if it's the first time you're listening, and it might be, because we've got and a proper guest be. for the first time. No, not should be. Should be. It shouldn't be. No, it shouldn't be. It shouldn't be. Um, this is a podcast where we solve your problems, listeners' problems, uh, our guests' problem, and each other's. It's called Got a Problem, mate. You, they should know that. Yeah, because they've clicked on it. You've clicked on it, or it's auto played on YouTube, hopefully. Or you're an ex of mine. Expat. That, uh, no, you're a, you're an ex of mine that uh, told me that they had to unsubscribe to the podcast because um, it started playing just automatically and they'd wake up in the middle of the night having had a dream about me and they didn't really want me getting into their head like that. Very sad memories. <laughs> <laughs> so if you've um, slept with me, maybe don't put it on autoplay is all I'm saying. Okay. Um, how are you doing? Uh, I'm doing okay. Thank you very much. How are you doing, Bilal? <laughs> yeah, good. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I'm I'm going up to uh, Glasgow later. Yeah, forgot my headphones. Oh, that's a long journey You're going for up no today. headphones. Yeah, you got to buy some. Do you think though? You have to. Do you think you can't sit in silence? Or do I buy a book? I know you. You're not going to read a book. Yeah, but maybe I'll, maybe this will be the day we that it changes. We'll, maybe What's, what sort of book? If you go, uh, well, well let's we'll get into that in a minute with our guest because I think that's a, <laughs> okay because he's written a book. Oh. I yeah. think of a few, right? Yeah, I know, but I'm just saying, look at me, I've done some homework. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 That wasn't him laughing. No. <laughs> Let's not reveal who it is, even though they've clicked on the podcast because it says who it is. I think they've possibly clicked on it because they like the person who's on and not us. Or... Which means they probably skipped this bit. No, you can't skip this bit, can you? Yeah. I'm listening to a great podcast at the moment. Am I allowed to talk about that? Well, yeah, Okay. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, it doesn't make us look good. No, it's um, you know, Hunted on Channel Four. No, you never seen it. <laughs> no. All right, well, there's no point in me telling you about this. What's the point? But the main the guy, listener, the main it? guy from Hunted, who's not on it anymore, and it's not as good. He stopped being on Hunted, which, if you don't know what it is, they basically try and catch fugitives, but they're just like members of the public, and if they evade being captured, they get loads of money. Oh. It's like a game show. But the main guy it's was dangerous. like a proper South London, like, I want him found now. Like, he'd like, get his toys out of his pram a bit. And now he's not on it anymore. It's not as good. But I found a podcast where he's live on the podcast trying to catch a criminal. It's very good. What? It's on bbcsounds.com. Why don't we do something like that? Well, we can. All right, go on. We could we could chase Ned round on bikes. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's introduce our guests. And yeah. then we'll get to our other nonsense. Yeah, okay. Everyone, we have a proper guest today. Uh, someone who's become a friend of mine online over lockdown. Somehow. Good. That yeah. doesn't sound good. Yeah. Doesn't it? Don't no. say someone who's become a friend online. That sounds like you've groomed him. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure how it happened, but um, he's a very talented broadcaster, writer. Does live shows in Launston. Launston and other places. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, likes football, likes bikes more talk about that what's better why have bikes better than football we'll get mm. into all of that mm. which mm. people want to know about mm. everyone it's ned bolting uh, joey's going to do an intro because he's okay. uh, trained in broadcasting in, in wikipedia and you can in, you can judge how good he is because you do that mm. um okay i'm going to do my intro yeah. you ready yeah now i'm going to use a word that isn't always used positively when you're describing somebody but a stalwart a of, stalwart yeah which means yeah. you've been like around some people say some people say stalwart Oh, do they? Yeah, I heard that. I was listening funny, I was listening to a podcast yesterday and yeah. someone just, someone used used that word but pronounced I it stalwart. Stalwart. Yeah, I thought that was odd. Stalwart. Sorry, Ned, Stal one second. Yeah. Um, but now this is the first time a, a guest has ever interrupted my intro. Oh, it's bad. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. But he is, I'm joking. A stalwart of broadcasting, um, sports, bikes, 
one of the original people from It's a pastime, isn't it? Uh, <laughs> he's got the same lamp as me on his desk in on his website. Have I? What one of those green? The, the green I've got one of those. Oh, those oh, are classic. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like from yeah. Ghostbusters in the library. In everything, isn't it? Okay, yeah. Like yeah. in loads of old films, yeah. they've all got these lamps. Um I'm very excited to be talking to this guy on the podcast today. <laughs> he's been in a lot of my Life growing up, you watch you watch football, you've seen him interviewing people. It's very exciting that he's in the studio with us today. He's also written books, which I just think is an incredible thing. <laughs> if anybody can have any concentration for longer than about two minutes. Wow. It's right up um, there with reading books, isn't it? Oh, yeah. It's, but it's harder, isn't it? So uh, in, I, in a way, it's, is it? yeah, it gets different. But you're in the same ballpark. Is it different? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, and he's been doing live shows, which I didn't actually know about that. But it's yeah. Ned Bolting. No, no, I actually thanks. think yours was better today, but now. For the first time. Ever. <laughs> I just uh, yeah I do you want to know how I discovered how I discovered you yeah sure <laughs> how I found about I found out about your work it was during the dark dark months of lockdown when you did a thing with um, Michael Spicer yeah right acting yeah. masterclass yeah that was good trained him in acting because he's not oh. a, he's not a trained actor no but you trained him yeah and by the end of the masterclass well he's, he speaks for itself because well, this now was twenty twenty he's, he's an actor now isn't he yeah he's in would he have been if you'd not no. No. He had no chance. Did you see him? But do you know the Michael Spicer sports TV connection? No. This might blow your mind. Michael, I knew Michael Spicer 15, 17, 18 years ago, something like that. Pluck one of those numbers around the teens, the mid-teens, years ago. Um, when I used to work a lot in football, mm. work, work for ITV Sport, Champions mm. League and all that kind of thing, Michael Spicer was part of a kind of like a dozen people on the 15th floor of ITV's South Bank Tower mm. who you were responsible for the football archive. Mm. And if I needed, say, for example, I was working on a feature about Sunderland's FA Cup victory in 1970, whatever it was. How many and times I needed, have you had to do that? Quite a, lot, <laughs> quite a lot. Over 20 years, that was one of those things that just came on, ran around. Um, I would have to walk across the office to where Michael Spicer and his team sat. And I'd say, for example, hi, Michael. Could you get me the tape of 1970, whatever it was, Sunderland FA Cup final victory, Bob Stoko running on the pitch? And he'd go, yeah, Ned, I'll get you that. Be with you in a couple of hours. I didn't know he, he did He worked that. in ITV Sport Archive. Wow. But he's a good friend of mine. He never told me he did that. But he probably didn't, doesn't want people to know. No. Well, they know now. <laughs> it's out there publicly. Um, but all the people he worked with, none of us knew that all along he was planning to be a comedy super genius. Yeah, he's been at it forever. Yeah. yeah, he's been giving it a go and now he's absolutely... Well, another it. comedy super genius that also worked in that building, in, in those offices. Yeah. You won't know this, Ned. No. Well, um, we're just telling you... If you, looked, not if you looked above your head at your desk and you saw, much like these ones here, the smoke detectors, I probably tested them at some point because that's what my dad did. He had the contract for testing and uh, maintaining the fire alarms in the, in the South whole Bank building. Tower. Yeah, yeah. So I would go in there and with my well, pole... Put that smoke pole thing up. Which floors? Oh, all of them. Uh, up the 15th? Up to as far as the 15th? Yeah, yeah the whole tower. Because mm. um, you test the different part every sort of like three months. That's amazing. Because I don't, I worked there for years yeah. and I don't remember ever having to do a fire drill. You know, where yeah, everyone has to file out and stand no, in the car park done. and then That's the teachers let you back in. Because so you, you were doing such it. good work. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Um, and I would also be like seeing if there'd be somebody that I might be able to chat to to further my comedy career. I once saw... Jonathan Ross and yep. I about to go on loose women. I bottled speaking to him. Did you? Yeah. Were you wearing like a uniform that said yeah, and fire? Yeah, I, like... I had this pole, like a yeah. red pole with like a cup on the end that would spray synthetic smoke into the thing and it would register on the panel and a guy on the panel would be like, yeah, that one's fine. You should just spray the synthetic smoke in his eyes, yeah, bundle it, like, and then with cable ties, just bundle him into a little storeroom <laughs> at the back and not let him go until you'd got your break in comedy. Yeah. Instead, that's what we're doing with you here on this podcast today. <laughs> I'm not allowed to leave. Um, I, but also, there'd be a lot of, um, a lot of, you know, the kind of youngsters at ITV, a bit nosy, um, going, what's that? And I'd be like, oh, there's an infestation of spiders and I'm just yeah. taking care of it because it would shit people up. <laughs> youngsters at ITV? Yeah. Mm, you know, working in the office. No, mm, just, uh, you know. What's that? You know, Yeah, there's not, they don't have an ITV television yeah. school there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. I don't think but it's quite. Did you ever get in that? So was he the only person you ever saw? Because those lifts, they were like oh, four no, lifts. Oh yeah, Janice Street Porter, all the loose women. Gone. Who else? Cool. Yeah. Like Colleen. Colleen. At some point, I must have been in a lift with Colleen. Yeah. Um, 
Paul O'Grady yep. back in the day. Yeah. Um, cool. Who else? Oh, uh, Johnny Vaughan. Johnny Vaughan, yeah. what he was doing there. Um, yeah. Hmm. I think uh, some Christmas show that Al Murray was filming. I don't think Al Murray's well. Christmas special. Yeah, and I was, I didn't see him. He was on the set. I was like, give me a little. <laughs> what, while he's recording the thing, you're yeah, just going I'm, around. I'm in the like, you know, off stage bit. Do you know what I mean? Right. Like you couldn't encroach on the yeah, where all the, your, where all the props and stuff. Were you like? doing it with a little dance in case you got scouted? No, that's <laughs> in case Simon Cowles. In a slightly show busy way. Yeah. Yeah. Just, yeah. yeah, that's good. Wow, yeah, I didn't yeah. expect and a cheap canteen, right? Very subsidised canteen. Oh, yeah. by, the by the advert advertisers on ITV, I yeah. guess. You know, yeah. Persil. Yeah. So you worked for it was ITV Sport. ITV Sport. And it was that. Yeah. Is, did sure. something dodgy happen with ITV? Was it ITV Sport? Was it the Kept missing goals? Right. Because they had the adverts on. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. There was one famous one. Extra time. That, that, the England the, one. Well, the, the first one was like a they got the FA Cup contract. There's an amazing, I think it was a quarter final oh. between Everton and Liverpool. And oh. I think it was Everton beat Liverpool. I might have got that the wrong way yeah, around. I think but I it definitely that. happened in like their 119th minute of the match. Yeah. Yeah. And um because it had overrun beyond what like you normally a football match, you know, it was kind of like four minutes of added yeah. time in extra time. Yeah, ITV had got like pre-programmed, like automated advertising slots, and it run over its thing, and no one had ever encountered this before, and it just cut automatically to an advert break, twenty seconds before the ball hit the back of the net, and it was kind of like a hammer blow to ITV's reputation. Yeah, and then uh, and then a few months later, it was the twenty ten World Cup in South Africa, mm, that's and. The one. ITV had the first England. I was out there working with the team. ITV had the first England match, and Gerard scored a goal against the United mm. States of America. And only on the HD feed, not on the main one, on the SD feed, but only on the HD feeds, it cut to an advert twenty yeah. seconds before the ball hit the back of the net. But we subsequently found out the HD feed was like on a minute's delay from the SD feed, and so oh. so the the bookies were offering odds on whether or not ITV would miss England's first goal by cutting to a commercial break. And I reckon someone sitting in like the transmission thing is a bit of an insider made thing. <gasps> made a load of money and just went, oh, I know wow. how to do this. Click like that with the HD. And feed. make a hundred thousand oh. pounds. Maybe a hundred mil million. Hundred million. If it, depending yeah. on how much he'd staked. He's, out yeah. he's on a, he's on okay. a little cruise boat. Yeah. Did I tell you about my bet? You should bet responsibly. <laughs> Did I tell you about my bet? <laughs> no. On the Tottenham Man United game the other week. No. Oh. I nearly won so much money. Oh, right. So, I I've got season tickets Spurs, yep. but because gig a lot, I can't always go. Yep. And I was supposed to go, to them, but they put it on on TV. So then it was a later kickoff. So I was like, I really want to see Angie's first home game. Blow it off. Well, Angie. Yeah. yeah. And then uh, God, got, I can't how funny your manager's called Angie. Just still yeah. makes me laugh. <laughs> Is that how you pronounce his name? Because I'm only Ange. Yeah. Oh, it's Angie. Oh, it's right, Ange, Ange. Angie. 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 <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Um, so I thought, well, I'll go and watch the game in a pub before my gig. I'll get there early. And then I was like, it's a bit boring. I might put a bet on it. It had already started. And Basuma had already nearly thrown the ball at the referee. So I was like, well, it seems like a few yellow cards here. So I put, like, uh, left back, Basuma and uh, Fernandez to get a yellow card and Tottenham to win 2 0. Put a tenner on, three and a half grand. I was like, this is going to be great. Right. And then within a minute of me putting it on, our left back got a yellow card. Five minutes later, Fernandez has got a yellow card. Then we went one nil up, mm. and I just like was holding my position because I was offering being offered like to cash out for like a couple of hundred quid, and I was like, no, I want I want the big money. How much do you stake? Uh, tenner. <laughs> right. I was like, anyway, yeah. in the 80th minute with two nil up, I just need Basuma to get a yellow card. Is he one? Of, I forgot. I don't know enough much about modern football. Is he one of your players? Yeah, he's right. a, he's like. A so you're willing guy. one of your players to get sent off? No, just a yellow. A yellow. Oh, he's just a, a yellow. Just yeah. yellow. He's fine, the type fine. of guy who gets booked a lot, right? But he wasn't making any tackles. He was standing in really good defensive positions, mm, but not really doing anything. Oh, he's not going to do it anyway. Then it was nine minutes of injury time because of this new injury time thing, which yeah. means with this new injury time, ITV have got no chance of ever getting the football again. <laughs> 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 yes. Sometimes I wonder if that rule's been brought in by somebody who works at Scott. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Um, but anyway, and then um, with two minutes of injury time left, I've got 150 quid on the cash out thing. And I thought, I'm just going to do it. He hasn't made a tackle in the whole of injury time. Pressed it. Next minute, he bundled into the back no. of their player on the edge of the box. But the referee didn't book him. And it was definitely a booking. And I was thinking, imagine if I'd have left that. Yeah. You'd have cried. You'd I would have, have got, got mad. That referee, yeah. I would have found him. Yeah. I even got but you cashed out. Hunted. Right? Yeah, I got 150. Yeah. That's all right, yeah. isn't it? 
Yeah. But now I'm using that to try and make 25 grand. Weird, isn't it? Gambling. Yeah. Like, you know, like deal or no deal yeah. when they've already won a mm. good amount of money, but then they go back and it's like, oh, you could have won this yeah. when they've already dealt. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And then they get all sad about it and sometimes yeah. they cry. And it's like, but you had nothing before. Do you know, uh, Bullseye? Yep. Yeah. You know, the myth, even if you don't remember the program, like, because you're too mm. young to remember the program. Although it came program, back. Yeah. yeah they did you. a kind of more modern version of it, but. Jim Bowen was the guy in the, yeah, yeah. In the late eighties. He presented. He passed away a few years. Ago. Yeah, yeah. I actually met him at the Edinburgh Festival once. I got a photo of him Did somewhere. You? Yeah. Yeah. What well, I I wrote. He passed away a few years ago. I wrote a book about darts. Mm. All about darts because I love darts. And um, I was lucky enough to spend an afternoon with him getting his story for the book. And he he told me a great story about some Irish. I won't even try and do the accent because it'd be insulting. Yeah. <laughs> And wrong, <laughs> yeah. but we'll in your own head, if you advert. can do if you can do an Irish accent in your own head, you'll yeah. have to kind of like That's interpret that in, around. right? Um, he had a couple of Irish guests, like com- competitors back in the day, bullseye, and it came to that moment, the deal or no deal moment. They said they they'd got fifty quid, that was safe, mm. yeah, but they could gamble to win the speedboat or the fitted kitchen mm-hmm. or whatever it was that, you yeah, know. Yeah, yeah. And that was what the whole program hinged on. No mm. one ever said, I'll keep the 50 quid. So they came to that point in the recording when they said, lads, what's it going to be? Speedboat or keep, go home now with the 50 quid. quid. Yeah. And they just went, we'll have the 50 quid, Jim. And Jim Bowen went, all right, start, stop recording like that to the camera. Stop recording. Turn it on. Like, Boys, it's not how it works. It's not how it works. Right? You say, I say, and then you say, we'll have the, we'll go, we'll, but, you know, we'll gamble up. Yeah. And, um, and also, just so we get it, I'll give you the 50 quid. All right? So it's not even a thing. <laughs> so, you know, so you're safe. So, so we'd go. Right. That's quite Put a red light on it. He said the same thing. And he said, so what's going to do, lads? Keep the 50 quid or go to the speed button. We'll keep the 50 quid. <laughs> and he couldn't, they couldn't budge him. Oh, he couldn't no get them way. from that position. Yeah, couldn't get them off that That's position. Mad. But uh, the good thing is they had the speedboat for the next episode because they hadn't given it away, which was good because they always had to have a speedboat. Yeah, but also it's... Um... <laughs> Stories of like people from like Leicester <laughs> winning a speedboat. Was like, where are you going to put? Yeah, uh, where, where's that going? Yeah. Um, do they have a river in Leicester? Because you could uh, take maybe, it to the yeah, river. Yeah, I suppose so. Um, pond. Yeah, you just pond. round and round. <laughs> yeah. Did on the you know sun. there was a there was a, there was a murderer oh. on Bullseye? Oh, doesn't surprise me. <laughs> he was on there, and then it turned out he murdered like three people like about a year later. Wow. Or he'd like murdered someone. Just one would have been kind I, of I think, embarrassing, but. I think he three... murdered someone and then went on Bullseye and then murdered again. Yeah. <laughs> okay. He thought the Bullseye would snap him out of the need. Of the but... murdering streak. Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, serial killer. Right, hang on. Yeah. The no Pembrokeshire Murders, it's called. Yeah. Um, I'll get some more. John Cooper, serial killer. Four murders, but uh, he went on Bullseye in between. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah. What was darts like? Did he throw some good darts? How did he get on there? Uh, I don't know. Oh. I, I only know because I did something about it on my Twitch once, but I can't. Uh, yeah. So what's your favourite sport? Well, dar- it's darts. Darts and cycling, really, mm. in no particular. Well, no, it's cycling. So, yeah, yeah, come it on. Is, it is cycling. You're it doing cycling, a tour about I've cycling, heard. so say cycling. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's, it's, the t- it's, the t- it's the Tour de France. But mm. for years, I mean, for absolutely years and years and years, it was football. Mm. So, but getting close and working as I did, I was lucky enough to work quite a, quite a refined, uh, you know, quite a, like the vertiginous end, yeah. altitude in football. In yeah. other words, I was the numpty stuck six inches away from Sir Alex Ferguson, Arsene Wenger in their pomp, you know, like yeah. Yeah, yeah. trying to interview them after a heavy defeat well, and, and trying to pretend I enjoyed my job. Right. Um, and that, that kind of beat the love of the game. So oh, you didn't really enjoy that? that. Oh. I uh, really seriously struggled. Very scary. Yeah, I mean, I kind of like, I, I was very fortunate that I started my career at Sky Sports when they were suddenly becoming really quite a big mm. thing and kind of couldn't wait to get out because of the <laughs> keys and grey kind of culture mm. back in the day. Okay. And then I got bit by bit, I kind of made my way through to ITV Sport. They were lovely people to work with, actually, and do a really good job, despite the fact that they occasionally miss goals. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> that's not their fault. Does. But, but it was, it was, I found like the game at some point that's hard to define, although I think it was 1999 and, Manchester United winning the treble and then mm. refusing to go and compete in the FA Cup the next year. Oh, I think yeah. I think that's when it changed. And as soon as the 2000s came around, it started to change exponentially fast. And, and you know, the contact that used to be quite informal with players and the press mm. 
just withered on the vine and right. it just became an exercise in damage limitation did it also yeah. become slightly boring in terms of because you know it always gets thrown at players apart from seemingly jack Grealish. don't give anything away they don't give they don't talk horrendous. so you get the horrific. same answers every week horrific yeah horrific and i don't know i've got endless admiration for like the doyens of the football press who are still out there the henry winters and these big mm. beasts and the in the broadcasting landscape as well my my colleague at itv i worked with for years gabriel clark who's been doing yeah. the kind of brilliant touchline reports and all that sort of thing for way before i even started mm. and then continued way after i'd left i don't know where he gets the i don't know how he summons the enthusiasm just to kind of like listen to this litany of cliches mm, week yeah. in week out and still make some sort of gem out of it i don't know right. how he does it he's very very good at what he does so were there were there people who you liked to actually interview after a game but then on camera they just didn't give you any like some that you actually liked that you had a yeah. bit of a relationship but then when the camera was on they just wouldn't give you anything or vice versa someone who you absolutely hated interviewing so you actually yeah. really liked trying to twist the knife on them. <laughs> Yeah, plenty, plenty like that. I mean, Fergie was a nightmare. Yeah, yeah. On and off camera, actually, mm. it was. Um, some people got the measure of him. I didn't, and I wasn't in a minority. Almost everybody struggled with him. You know. Mm. Um, your ex-boss, your gooner, aren't you? Yeah. Um, Arsene Wenger was. I was a huge admirer of his. Yes. As as a man, actually, as a human being, because he never fostered. This is getting quite serious in sports podcasts, I love it. isn't it? But he never fostered like. Like Fergie did, and a lot of them do, like yeah. especially the old school British managers. They always had their favourites in the press pack, and it would be like hey, Dave this and Mark that, and come on here, Mickey, and you know, like <laughs> they they caught their little. But Wenger absolutely refused, despite the fact he knew who he knew all of our names and knew us all very well. The people who would interview him a lot, but he never used our first names ever. Mm. And the Rude. only t the only Rude. time. The only to, but, he, but all that meant was like, he just he just treated everyone with total equanimity, yeah, yeah. you know, like that, yeah. and he was always. With very few exceptions, he was very tempered. And the only time he ever used my name was, was when I was just on my final day of covering the Euros in Poland and Ukraine in 2012. And I was just waiting for a flight out of Warsaw, having some lunch in a, in a square in Warsaw. And I got this little tap on my back and oh. I heard this like, hello, Ned. And I turned around and he was there in his civvies. Like he'd been doing a bit of work for French telly. Mm. And he was like literally off the record, Arsene. Neither of us are working. We're having a beer and I bought him a beer and we sat there and we just chatted for half an hour Whoa. about this, that and the other. And it was like, and then the next time I saw him, it was back to kind of like business. Mm. Oh, that's lovely. But he really knew how to separate. The like two, seeing was, a teacher out of school. But in a nice way. <laughs> yeah. That can also be quite weird as well, yeah. can it? Like, I mean, I don't know. But that's yeah. a lovely story. My mum and dad were teachers Vendor. in my school. Oh, so what? I saw my teachers every out day. of school. Yeah. Every day. They never taught you though. Dad taught me. Wow, everyone wow. else had to call him sir. You I called him dad. Did you <laughs> call you actually your said dad? I yeah. What wow. can sir would be a yeah. bit like so it's like yes sir, yes sir, yes sir, yes. Dad. I always call yes, my dad, dad sir. Yeah. You call your dad sir. now still. <laughs> yeah. yeah, well that's just respect, isn't it for <laughs> Yeah, it's respect for your elders. For your elders, yeah. yeah. Um is there anybody who you got really starstruck by interviewing or did it all just at one point become like oh it's just another footballer? <laughs> Well, mm. uh, the, the, the big, manager. the big, big, I mean, yeah, it was a bit like, uh, towards the end, I was n utterly unimpressed by everyone I met, <laughs> like of working in football. Like, oh, it's just, I've got to go to Barcelona and wait for Messi, have I? Yeah. Great. Right. He'll be three and a half hours late. And when he walks in with his entourage and his agent and his press back, there won't be a word of apology. Yeah. That's just standard. And we're I just, hate you that. know, like, so I got very hard, thick skinned about it. Yeah. But I, I made a, kind of fly on the wall documentary with Gerard mm. when he was absolutely at his best. It was a season Ooh. that started with him lifting the European Cup in Istanbul and finished with him. I don't know if you remember the FA Cup final, Liverpool against West Ham, oh, where yeah. he scored two sort of like that last minute cliche, like, 45 yard, yard pile yeah. drivers. You know, mm. they were, he just single-handedly won the match. So, and he just flirted with going to Chelsea and he'd just come back and signed a long-term contract for a hundred grand a year, which was uh, a week, which was like way more yeah, than yeah. anyone else has been paid. So you could argue a case. About the same was, as what you was on. About the same. Yeah. About the same. <laughs> you could argue a case that he was one of the best players in the world yeah, at the time. Yeah. And um, that was interesting because we had about 30 days of filming with him over wow. the course of a year. Ran at his house and, you know, stayed over at his house and bits and pieces. That oh, was kind cool. of like... Did you do a good breakfast? Um, no, no. <laughs> no. 
<laughs> his kitchen is, uh, as you imagine, it was enormous yeah. like that. Yeah. And absolutely nothing in the cupboards. Oh, what? How many air fryers do you have? He used to make, <laughs> he made us a bacon sandwich once. Mm. And uh, used to make us a tea from time to time, but yeah, not much cooking went on in the jar. Yeah, right. yeah. Damn. Well, how does he, do they have a chef or something? How does nothing. he? Stuff gets, arrives oh, through really? the gate. Before Deliveroo, though. Just and, uh, Deliveroo. Was before, before, it was before Deliveroo. So it would be like. Oh, yeah. yeah, bespoke yeah, relationship what? with, you know. There's a picture of him up in a curry house on the wall. Yeah. He goes, goes down and picks he up has, his. He has. A couple has of cobras. I can't remember the exact number, but I think we can, it's well over a dozen. I want to say 17 flat screen TVs in his house that was still quite, you know, flat screen TV. This mm. is 2007. This is after they were sponsored by Candy. After, really yeah, way after that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he had, yeah, he had 17 tellies that were on all the time. Loads like, of Carlsbergs. And all, they were all tuned to <laughs> Sky Sports News. Really? Yeah. All the time. That's mad, because you do time. wonder, I wonder if footballers are like looking at that kind of thing or whether they just like shut yeah. down but they obviously are no they just obsess yeah, with obsessed yeah. with themselves yeah because it's like interesting. being a Tottenham mm. fan mm. Harry Kane I saw him on uh, on a late night American talk show it was one of the worst things I've ever seen because he's got no personality whatsoever because yeah, he's, 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 he's just a robot it's, goal robot yeah yeah, yeah. a robot yeah <laughs> he's he I remember because when when I stopped in football that was mm. when Harry Kane the last kind of couple of seasons I was working football with endless Thursday nights Europa League mm. with Pochettino in charge. Yeah, right. And Harry Kane was just knocking on the door of yeah. the first team and starting, you know, and everyone was saying, he'd been saying for years, we've got this kid in the, you know, youth team, he's going to mm. come up, he's going to be the next great. And I remember seeing him play, I thought, he's a cart horse, mate. Well, this is exactly it's what I said. I saw him, in the, like... I saw him got taken off in the League Cup and I went, that's the last time we'll ever see that. Yeah. He's awful. He just, he doesn't look quick. He's just like lumbering, <laughs> mm. you know. So, uh, that, and then I subsequently found out, you know, that was time for me to leave mm. football, wasn't it? Misjudging well, Harry Kane to no, that but extent. I think a, a lot of people, people did, did though. He also, only played because your signing was bad, right? Yeah. But it just goes to show you, Bilal, everyone can improve. Yeah. I could Even be, you. I could go to Bayern. <laughs> no, you could have a good career in comedy. Oh, I don't think so. No, okay. I think it's very good. I've seen your show tour. I haven't seen your I show know, joking, no, you, oh, you, yeah, do, you You tour? You still touring? Uh, you, I am yeah. actually just starting to put together a show. I've got a, my first right. tonight. I'm doing a, a tryout of a sh new show, and then I'll know how much work I've got to do before I can announce I'm doing one. Oh, right, Where okay. are you doing in Glasgow? Uh, no, I'm going to do some. I'm going to do some corporate presenting. Oh, really? Ah. In Glasgow. But where are you doing? I did, I'm I did doing, a corporate I'm doing top secret first. Then I'm going to the really? airport after the. I know what a day. I did a corporate job in Glasgow about a month ago. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, for a grout and tiling company. Oh nice. What does that? What do you do for a corporate? It was amazing, right? So yeah. there's this Italian-based grout and tiling company, who used to sponsor in the 1990s the biggest cycling team because oh. cycling's so too big. Mm. You know, no, no Candy or Carlsberg. Yeah. It's like a grout and tiling company from Italy, and they're called Mappe, but they've got a UK subsidiary. Mm. The World Cycling Championships were in Glasgow. No one outside of cycling noticed that yeah, yeah, this right. August, but they were. And Mappe decided because of their historical association with cycling, that they wanted to have a little corporate thing there. And they hired me mm. to come and talk about cycling to, to, to an audience the, of drunk, drunk, uh, uh, tiling, grouting yeah. people, yeah, yeah. none of whom knew the first yeah, thing yeah, about cycling. Hey? It was a close, <laughs> it was in a, in a small venue. It was in Hard Rock Cafe oh. in, <laughs> in Glasgow. And it was the closest thing I've had to do to like stand up at the fringe oh, ever. God. It was literally yeah. like that. Yeah. I, wow. If I showed you a picture, of the, like I'm literally there with a yeah, mic, wow. and there's a thing behind me and a spotlight, and I've got to entertain. How long were you doing? They booked. They said, "What do you want to do? About an hour and a half." And I went, <laughs> oh. "My God!" I went. I, honestly, I started to look at my watch after about 18 <laughs> an minutes. Hour and a half. I managed to squeeze out about 35. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's a lot for a quarter. But even that, I was out. Then yeah, yeah. I couldn't couldn't get out there quick enough. Was it harder than tiling and grouting? Because I find that's the hardest thing I've ever done in my life. Oh, it's really it? hard, yeah. that isn't it? Did my bathroom and it's a nightmare. Yeah, is it? It doesn't yeah. look good. <laughs> really? <laughs> it looks all right, but do you know what I mean? You can tell I've done it. Yeah. Um, Does it leak? No, it doesn't leak, but That's I tiled right. over tiles. Oh. My dad told me to do it. Right. He was like, yeah. he was like if you start taking them tiles down, you're going to have a nightmare. Said, yeah. For how long are you going to be there, tile over I wish tiles. more builders would bodge things like that. Yeah. Because I think builders are a bit too thorough normally, aren't they? They come in and go, that'll have to come down. Yeah. And mm. I'm thinking, every For bit of me months. is thinking... Does it have to come down? Or could you just put something over the top? Go over the top. Yeah. Just cover it. Just paint it. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Why do you love cycling so much? Where's that come from? Uh, France. Yes. Yeah, because 
I think um like in the in the Anglophone world in Britain, like yeah, Britain actually. Mm. I think we have this kind of like rightly we have this kind of pride that we have basically codified and invented almost every single one of the mm. world's biggest sports. Mm. So football's kind of ours, isn't it? Yeah. Cricket, obviously, rugby all them you know, those sort of sports there are kind of I think athletics kind of we probably sort of, you know, had a big hand in kind of Formula One's a kind of British investment. Wimbledon, awesome. golf, kind of all, you know, curling, curling, curling darts. Chess, darts. Darts is definitely ours. Yeah. But not not road racing, not cycling. Not okay. cycling. It's not like we can't even begin to claim. In fact, the opposite. We were like real outliers up until quite recently. And so having come from football, where I was for all those aforementioned reasons, I was kind of like jaded with it. I got sent to cover the Tour de France and instantly knew that I had to try and understand this incredibly so complicated. Before you got sent there, you didn't. Oh, oh, I had never, no. I had no idea. Absolutely no idea. Oh. Never seen a bike race at all of any yeah, description. Yeah. And honestly, it's one of the most complex sports. Is Once it? you crack the code, and yeah. one, you know you begin to understand. It's incredibly rewarding because you think, "Got it! Like I've got it!" And now and never let me go. So how would a so, couple of numpties like us get into it? Well, yeah, I'm, well, I'm terrified what? of bikes because I got run over when I was 14. You don't have to stand um, on the. Track. Yeah, my leg went through the windscreen of someone's car. What? Well, hang on, funny. Were you Sorry, on a bike? It's just yeah, the yeah. way you looked at me and said yeah. it. I I nodded off at the, as I was right. I was only fourteen, so doing a paper round. Yep. And getting up at like five a.m. Yep. So I'd ride on the pavement, but I nodded off at the lights <laughs> and rolled out into the road. But this car, because obviously it's like you five in the morning, asleep. there's no yeah. yeah, there's no like traffic. This guy was going so fast. Oh. And to the point that my leg went through his windscreen, which is quite hard to do. Yeah. Mm. So mm. it was before like mobile phones and all the rest of it. And I woke up and I was just in the road. He'd gone to a phone box to like ring an ambulance. Wow. Uh. And my car and my bike was like a ball underneath the oh wow car. And I you was were like, quite lucky then. I was like, sense. Yeah. yeah, I wasn't wearing a helmet. No. Uh, and um, you'd have had to wear it on I'm your not... leg though for it to have been any use. But... Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but. Um, and I think that really put pay to my biking career. I, yeah. I was like, I don't really fancy him yeah. after that. I mean, I would say you're quite safe just sitting on a couch watching the Tour de France on the telly. Yeah, right. You're, uh, you're, it's unlikely you're going to end up flying through a windscreen. No, no, no we're not getting involved. And there's part of me yeah, that thinks I'm still going to gonna break into the England squad at some point okay, but from my seven-a-side <laughs> career. <laughs> we you know need to understand it first, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, right? And yeah. you can dream. Yeah. I like that bum-wiggling bit they do when they're going up a hill. Yeah. <laughs> but well, they do the wiggle the bum. I mean, fair enough. Yeah, you see that. Yeah, I mean, it's... Interesting that that's your first observation. <laughs> like, uh, I was just trying to yeah. look for the comedy in it. Yeah. But no, yeah. So, <laughs> oh, lots of comedy crack the code like for us. I can't. No, not in this. No, well, you wouldn't no, want me to time. either. No, Except no, no. to say, the, the weird thing about it is because it's all a, ultimately it's about aerodynamic. It's about no. I've seen. I'm already uh, beyond. Yeah. Like, but. The the only thing, if you look at a big bike race moving along, that big they call it a peloton, yeah, the big sort of two hundred right. riders all in one thing. The only thing you can say with any certainty is that the rider on the front is not going to win. Right. That's it, and that's kind of unlike any other race that I can mm. think of. Like okay. if you think of a running race, or athletics, or you know, kind of like the rider, the runner on the front quite often is the strongest, and they'll probably end up winning mm. it. You know, the marathon. Yeah, that's, that's they the chip off like the front. Formula One. Kind of, it's like, Formula One oh, definitely going to win. Yeah, yeah they're the fastest car, and they're at the front. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. Win. It's, I've it's tried it's with that. Anti Formula One. Yeah, yeah. It, you know, okay. so the, the the rider on the front definitely won't win because they're doing all the work. So the 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 rider the rider who's going to win it is somewhere in the middle. Right. You've got to pick the, the, the right one. That makes us mm. feel like we can win one day. A bit like is it a bit like golf? In because you never know who's going to win in the golf necessarily. It's less racist, I think. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't really watch golf either. But, I think yeah. it's just less racist. Okay, fine. Yeah. <laughs> so you don't want to be at the front, ideally. Well, it, you get guys who are paid to be at the front. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. 
I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. What? Yeah, because oh, they're, they're teammates. So yeah. the leaders. Okay. So you can't, be, you can't win the Tour de France unless you have a bunch of guys working for you. I apologize to Tour de France fans that are watching this. But this is cause... great, see, because like, it's just, you're in, you know. How many some... on a team? Uh, used to be nine. It's now eight at the Tour de France, the biggest bike races. Okay. So, Why you did know, they change that? Is there a reason? Uh, because the peloton was getting too big. Okay. Kind of, 226 people. It was a crazy amount of... Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, uh, and for common... Imagine that as well. Like, So I commentate for the Tour de France on ITV. You know, I'm the guy mm. literally calling the moves. Yeah, yeah. And when I hear, like, football commentators, many of whom I know quite well and quite mm-hmm. good friends of mine, complaining about going to a World Cup where they have to, yeah, all these different countries, all these, you know, so, sometimes in a match, there's 22 players on the pitch yeah, at any yeah. given time. I think there's 178 of my guys. And they're also all dressed identically. All the teammates will be dressed identically. Yeah. And you can't see their numbers. So you've got to know from their body shapes alone. Wow. Who they are. Damn. So it's, take, it's quite, uh, that's been quite. We'd be uh, quite easy to pick out. We've got very different body shapes. You and yeah. I. You're like a sloth. Whoa. <laughs> wow. There's okay. a slothy one in first. That means he's not going to win. <laughs> out of two. Uh, <laughs> out of two. <laughs> I'm at the back. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, yeah. Does it, are, there, are there many shocks in that sport? Doesn't it, yeah. uh, isn't it the same people tend to win, don't they? Uh, no, that mm-hmm. guy got banned. Yeah. What, Lance Armstrong. <laughs> well, we'll, yeah. We could get to him. Yeah. 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 Um, no, not, not, no, not really. Like every time you think that there's in recent times, every time you think this guy's going to win the next seven, mm. it doesn't happen because someone else just appears and takes it away from him. So, uh, yeah, you've got a kind of a guy who's just won the last two who's going to prove to be very hard to beat next year. But oh. I, but we'll see. We'll see. No. I mean, back in the era of <laughs> the long era of extreme doping, that did happen. You know, Lance yeah. Armstrong won seven in a row. Yeah. But he was manipulating the odds. Mm. Yeah. Like yeah. the guy at ITV with the adverts. Yeah, big, big bet on. Yeah, I had a big bet. <laughs> I think if we did some performance enhancing on we'd, here, we'd podcast at, enhancing. Well, we'd be good at comedy and podcast. I did do some uh, performance enhancing. Excuse me. Right. Um, no, everyone always tells me I've got ADHD, right? And my mate gave me some of his ADHD medication, and I did so much work. So we could. I don't think that's the same thing. It is pretty much for our sport. <laughs> it is our, the sport of talking. I think that is, and, and writing. Who's anyway. your corporate gig for? And it's not MAP in Glasgow. Cause it's not for MAPE, no. Is it not? Nor is it for any ADHD medication companies. <laughs> um, <laughs> Maybe we should re-edit it so that this comes in the middle. Skip. Can we edit this bit into the middle? Why mm. would you do that? To force them? Yeah. But that's like an advert. You yeah. skip adverts though, isn't it? So they'd skip that. Yeah, but sometimes they put them where you're not expecting them if you're driving. I hate that, doing by something. the way. What, How they sick put them in now? When, as much as we want put adverts. one in now. As much as we want them, which won't happen. Sorry, do it again. Now, are you having problems problems with coffee? You can get some. <laughs> That's what it's like. You're listening to Smartless or whatever, and they're like McDonald's. Awful. What is it about um, covering cycling yeah. that you prefer to the to the football? Like, other than. Because I, I assume you have to move around quite a lot to get to the different parts of the checkpoints. And... No, no. You, the only way of doing it is get mm. to the finish line right. uh, where all the and big wait. TV compound, all the trucks are set up and, and wait and wait. Right. So you're not seeing it at all. You're, okay. just, you're, seeing the te- you're watching the telly. Right, you're watching the Yeah, that's like most no, commentary, isn't it? Um, you're watching a screen, aren't you? It, it's, it makes it difficult because if a, a football commentator will be like 80% of the time, they'll be watching what the director's cutting on the screen because mm. he can't start just like doing his own mental cut because it will jar with what the viewers yeah, right. seeing at home, yeah. you know? So he will use that as a big reference point. But if something's going off or something's changing or something, he will look up and he'll, he or she will be able to see the pitch mm. and make their, form their own judgments, you know, on that. Yeah, yeah. But I can't do that because the race is 140 kilometers away up a mountain, wow. mm. you know? So I can only do, I can only work with what I'm given. So yeah. that's quite in the kind of like internet age where everybody who's watching, you know, hundreds and hundreds of thousands of people watch this niche sport, you know, at home. Mm. But they're all sitting there 
with their iPads, like better informed than you are. Yeah. You know, and yeah, actually yeah. just working off the basis of the same Get yourself an you... iPad, Ned, and you could do the same I know, as yeah, true. Yeah. <laughs> and a charger. And uh, what <laughs> are they like? Um, what are they like to interview? The riders. Well. Yeah. well, I think that was one of the reasons that I found it so refreshing because mm -hmm. they are genuinely, you know, there's big money. I mean, the top riders are paid millions and millions every year. So there's, there's all that, which you would have normally assumed would bring with it all the kind of layers of, you know, difficulty that yeah, it, yeah. it does bring with it in football. But actually, I, I, you know, I literally just got a text message on the ride up to this podcast recording from um, Cav Cavendish, Mark Cavendish. Mm. Oh, yeah. So um, who I'm going to as soon as I've done this, I've got to ring him about something. So there's a relationship there. We, you know, and it's not just the British riders as well. It's like uh, across the piece, you know, mm. so that they are genuine human beings. And they're also interesting human beings because very often they've had to really as young riders they've had to really fight their way to make a viable career and they've gone off explored especially the british riders because there's no british scene at all they've had to oh. take a big leap in the dark and join a french amateur team or a belgian amateur team or an italian amateur team and just learn the language adopt the culture and actually fight for their position mm. in the peloton so that makes for interesting people they're not wrapped in cotton wool like academy players at mm. you know everton yeah. or, 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 Wait, or there's no british um there's there's, there's a, no like money uh, in it. Right? There's a there's a top team like the one right. that won the Tour de France with you know Geraint Thomas and yeah, Chris yeah, Froome yeah. and a, a team Sky which is now called Ineos who are the same people who want to buy Manchester United oh. big petrochemical concern and all that but there's nothing kind of below that really. Okay, I get it. Yeah. yeah. So there's a there's that and there's not enough races here. There's no like in Belgium and France. There's a whole tradition of races. You know, every weekend you little. So there's lots going right. on. But it's, it's alien. Like as when it's before, if we can't claim ownership of this sport, it's completely foreign. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's very interesting. Um, now I want to get on some problems. And, and oh yeah, this is a good way to bring this next bit that I want to talk about <laughs> into it. Yeah, because this could be one of my options on my problem. Um, <laughs> I'd like. I just want to talk to you a bit about writing books because you've written yeah. a fair number of books, and that seems harder than completing the Tour de France <laughs> to write a book. Yeah. So, have you got any? Not that I really want to write one, but for anybody that Why might be thinking about book? writing, it seems so daunting as a thing. Yeah. But you've done it loads of times. So, what's what's the secret? How do you manage to be so prolific in writing books? Um, I am. I think like and uh, uh, this kind of overlaps with what you guys do i think to an extent i am a curious observer of human hmm. behavior mm. and i think if you if you were to read any of my books and i've written a lot about cycling okay, i've not read i've written no that's fine <laughs> but but the common thread is that i think i find kind of everyday situations quite stimulating mm. Mm. so the book doesn't have to be you know the big idea or the big sort of thing you know it doesn't have to be oppenheimer mm. but the stuff that i find very interesting in it like if i take the example of the book i wrote about darts mm which is called Heart of Dartness. Oh, very good. It was my idea. It was my editor's idea, which is annoying. Yeah. Um, Bullseyes, Boozers and Modern Britain, it's called. It's actually really kind of granular, but it's about everyday life. It's yeah, about yeah. like really quite, you know, humdrum. But I find that the stuff of everyday life sort of fascinating. So it's Do the... Do you kind of give yourself a little like, I'll sit here for X amount of time or until I've done X amount of words or like when you're in the actual... I've got a few tricks yeah. like to avoid complete brain death in mm -hmm. terms of you know writing and I, I don't know whether this you know how you guys generate your comedy i'd be quite interested in knowing that but mm. but sometimes if you think i've got, I've got to write a thing about like maybe this subject now and you've got the blank cursor mm. just staring at you and nothing going on i actually find that if i start writing a sentence that is totally organic that i don't even know what the next word is going to be and put full stop at the end of it it may just open the door right and it may like, uh, but I won't know until I've finished the sentence what it's going to be. But it just, you just sometimes need to just chisel, Stop. chisel the thing open yeah, and then yeah. you'll find it gives and gives and gives and gives and you'll be away because mm. you just got to find that little unblocking mechanism yeah, sometimes, right. don't you? But I, but I mean, do it, yeah. do mm. it, it's great. And, oh, you know, it's just, it's the most, so I work in telly. Yeah. I write my material for my one man show, which is about the Tour de yeah. France loosely. Um, but that's I find that process very difficult because yeah. you can't write it. You don't have to sit down and write it with the full stops and kind of sentences and all that kind of thing. You just have to th think about it, don't you? And then kind of hope that that idea. Well, I know, guess I've seen your show, Bilal, ways, because your, your it's all about recent one care. You know, like a lot of that stuff is just. I would imagine you just kind of thought, what if that story will land? Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, and it's just mm. about trying it out. And it's about trying it out. Yeah. And all that kind of, so that I find, I'm still feeling my way with that a bit, despite the fact I think you do though, definitely get yeah. a bit of a, um, a feel for it in terms of like, you know the, that will work in some way when you're writing yeah. it rather than like, and some stuff. When I'm writing, I'm very confident of whether or not what I've written is any good. But, I'm saying like, but when I'm devising a shit or whatever word yeah, yeah. you want to use well, for I would it. say writing. Yeah, okay, show, yeah. So I would, yeah. Uh, I'd be like, I know there's something in there. You know that's going to work. Like I had, a, I had an idea um, that was totally like very a very contentious thing to say or very out of order thing to say, but it was funny that I was saying it. Yeah. But I knew that the audience <laughs> wouldn't get, didn't know me well enough to, to give me the grace that I knew that I was joking necessarily, especially when you're trying it out in a very oh, short... I'm worried about what it was part. now. No, no. I was, <laughs> so... <laughs> Well, so basically, <laughs> I got this thing in my stand-up about how, like, I'm dating again for, like, the first time in, like, 10 years and how the rules have changed and blah, blah, blah. And then, like, about how um, I don't necessarily, like, my girlfriend is younger than me and it's, like, so I go for girls with daddy issues. It's just, like, a general topic. Oh, okay, yeah. It's, like, and then I say it's, like, a little throwaway line. but Because I wouldn't get with anybody my own age because 39-year-old women are disgusting because right? it's so out of order right. to say that they yeah. should get a laugh out of shock right but yeah. obviously i don't mean that yeah but i was trying to you trying to find a way to, to, to do if you remember yeah, you yeah, called yeah. me at but 2 a.m yeah, can i say that no it's like how can i get this to work well, i said like, you got because it's like that Stuart it. lee thing yeah. of, of going like no i don't mean that. and then go but honestly like yeah. and then you keep digging yourself into the hole and yeah. the fun is getting yourself out of that hole yeah yeah very good um and so what i've done is uh i've fabricated a conversation with a younger person who's saying like oh you you're here because you're trying to get a younger girlfriend at this like night that i didn't fit into because i was too old to be there and then it's like oh yeah I, i'm with you like 39 year old I'm like, you can't say that and then he keeps going no 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 and I'm like, you can't say that and then he goes what do you do i'm a stand-up comedian he's like oh is this going to end up in one of your bits i'm like it is <laughs> but all the stuff i think about 39 year old women i'm gonna make you say yeah so then that's how i've done it but it's like you know there's something in it but you just got to work out how to do yeah. it and that's a very but mm -hmm. and I had that idea. I was like, I know that that can be funny. Yeah. I don't mean it, obviously. Yeah. But, and it's like, yeah. Or like, I'll have any idea and I'll know pretty much straight away there's something in that or there isn't. Yeah. And yeah. sometimes it's like, I really want there to be something in it and I'll try it maybe five, six times. I know it was going to fail, but I really wanted it to work. So I tried it. Yeah. Kept trying. But yeah, just. Oh, it happens all the time when yeah. you absolutely love a thing and yeah. you keep trying it and reworking it and it's yeah. just not good mm. enough and it's got to go. Yeah. But that is part of the fun. Yeah. How have you felt? So what, what is your live show? Kind like, of, yeah, how what, does it work? Yeah. Uh, well, it has an interval, which you always like. You good. Know, got to have an interval. Helps, helps the venue. Yeah. Helps the venue <laughs> dictates you have to have an interval <laughs> for jump, drink sales. Job for the first half of the interval. What's it about? Well, it's got an interval. <laughs> yeah. It's, I, I, I've toured four different shows and they're all, they've all been different. Mm. Uh, a tour in the autumn. I'm going to do one next year again. Um, cool. But, but the, at their core, they're about, uh, and obviously, you know, my audience know who I am and they're kind of like in into the secret. If you like. I spoke earlier about cracking the code. They're all code breakers. You know, they've kind of like, the penny has dropped with most of my audience. That, And so there's something a bit Masonic, Masonic about it. You know, we're all kind of like, shut the door behind us. This is a Tour de, tour de France evening, you know. But some of those doors are pretty big. You know, the Richmond Theatre, 900 the Salford Larry oh, you know so wow, it's, yeah. the things got quite out of hand sort of big and right. it blows my mind when I'm standing up there sometimes yeah like, of course how did this happen yeah but there's it's such because it's such a ri rich subject matter when you get onto it because I can go very quickly from telling a story about Lance Armstrong falling over and banging my head against a tree and landing in some dog shit in front of him last time I saw him in Paris to like a personal relatable story about you falling asleep in the traffic lights and ending up with your foot yeah, going through yeah, a windscreen right. because there is this weird intersection in cycling between what you witness and kind of watching the elite sport from a distance and actually the commonality of everybody has got a bicycling story because yeah, yeah, everybody right. pretty much without exception has thrown their leg over a bike and ridden a bike when we we're kids you yeah, know? Yeah. I mean, everyone kind of everyone kind of remembers i think I wonder if you two do that moment where your parents or your older sibling or whatever Let's go the saddle for the first time. Oh, when, mine's a beauty. There you go. Yeah, yeah. When you're when you're learning to ride and you yeah, suddenly yeah. Um, you turn the pedals and you suddenly look round and you realise that no one's holding holding you up anymore. That and was you, the mistake I you, made. You pedal on about three or four times and then you fall flat on your ass because yeah, yeah, yeah. you're so surprised. I went into a bush. My dad did it. Put me at the top of a hill and went off. You go. Let go of me. And I was like shitting myself. I turned around and I as I turned back, 
I was no longer going straight. I was going straight yeah. into this bush and I ripped my shirt and I cut all Mate. under my arm. You just need but, to leave bikes alone, yeah, don't but, you? <laughs> but I hadn't noticed that I'd, I'd done that. He's nearly died every just time. Picked, every time. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I hadn't noticed that I'd cut myself or that I'd ripped my shirt. Oh my, my dad did. And he was like, right, come on in, back to the top. And he was like, so if I'd have let you see that you'd hurt yourself, never you never would have got back yeah. on that bike. And then the second time I was fine. Top psychology yeah. from your dad. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, top work. Do you remember your first blood. bike? I've Miss never her? had a bike. Oh well, apart God. from Bilal. Yeah, right. Yeah. Apart from Bilal. I think I'm don't the only one. Don't come to the show. Oh. Yeah, no. don't, don't. You're not allowed. Yeah, not allowed. Do they check they, at the door They will have you've... to check, I'm afraid. <laughs> yeah. you're, you're going to where I was gigging last week, actually. The the lighthouse in Paul. Oh, I've Am done, I? Yeah, I've, lovely. I've, I've done that was last... Nice. Uh, October. Oh, yeah, no, I went there, yeah. No, that's last year. It was last year. Yeah, yeah, I'm not touring this autumn, no. That's a nice place. You need to update your website, Ned. Oh, right. Okay, sorry. You can't remember it. I can't remember. Oh, no, I do vaguely, because they've got two venues. Like, one's a grand opera house. Yeah. And one's a kind of, like, 300-seat theatre or something like that. Like, I did a 100-seater room in there, but then maybe it's all changed. I don't know. I don't but I remember that slightly awkward, because we we turned up the loading bay of the grand opera bit. Oh. With me and my tour manager and started offload, unloading our no, tiny, like, you no. know, at the back. And he goes, no, you're not here, mate. And I did think, I've sold, like, 1,700 tickets. Yeah. yeah. Cool, yeah. No, that, that, so... But anyway, yeah, that's I can't remember it, but mm. yeah, pool. You'll be not going there. No, I'm not going there. Yeah. You'll be doing yeah. the tiny yeah. shoebox. Okay? Yeah. Don't okay. think. Thanks. No, I've done it already. All it right. was tiny. It was good. Shoebox. Um, I thought it was quite a big venue, actually, the tiny shoebox. 100. It's 100, yeah. isn't it? It wasn't my night. No, no, I've, I did a show. Yeah, yeah it doesn't matter. <laughs> okay. um, um, let's go on to some problems. Okay. So That took, have, sent me into a tailspin, Bill. No, no, it's good. It's good. This is, yeah. Oh, you didn't. Brief. Well, he did, but quite did. later on this morning, a couple of hours ago. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, first of all, <laughs> I've got to go to Glasgow with no headphones. Mm. Read a book. Yeah. It's, well, that's what Bilal said. Yeah, but he said I'm not going to manage it. No, I don't think yeah. he can. I think he's got to buy some uh, headphones. Okay, headphones. buy some headphones. Yeah, come on, he's not. No, I'll, I'm not. going to try and read a book. What one? No, don't yeah. Know, <laughs> what I'll go. I'll go, before I get on the tube, I'll go to Foils, Foils. up the road. Okay, yeah. and what... Excuse me, I spat a bit. What sort of thing are you going to be looking at in foils? I always read the same kind of thing, so maybe I need to read something different. And what do you normally read? I really like reading Kurt Vonnegut novels. That, Obviously, but that's amazing. Yeah. Read a Kurt Vonnegut Have yeah. you read them all? You must no, have. I've right. read about three of them. Right. I probably read one book a year, I'm going to be honest. <laughs> so, But maybe something Kurt uh, a bit like yeah. that, but different. But not Murakami. I don't like that. Haruki Murakami? Yeah. What I, what I, what I talk about when I talk about running? Is that Haruki Murakami? Uh, maybe. I don't know. Yeah. But I don't like his stuff because it's like surrealism for the sake. It doesn't really explain it. Whereas Kurt Vonnegut's is all at least like logic based. Yeah. And I don't like when it's... weird stuff happens and they don't, and they don't explain it. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. especially after you've read they a long book. tell you why. Yeah. You've got to tell me why it happened. <laughs> tell me why it's happening. Uh, okay. Yeah. 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 A bit. You know. A bit. <laughs> like I like like David Lynch stuff is... You can yeah, kind of work stuff, stuff out, yeah, yeah. but when sometimes I f when it's a bit too random. Are you still doing your bad films? Bad yeah. film night. Yeah, that's oh, good. That. I do a thing on Twitch called in. Bad Film Club where I um just watch a bad film. Yeah, the audience watch along with me. What's that American sitcom you did? Like, a oh, ago? United States of Al. United States of Al. That was funny. Because I auditioned to be the lead in that. Did you? And uh, that's how I know about it. And then I saw this clip on Twitter it was viral, <laughs> and everyone was like, "This is the worst thing I've ever seen." And I was it's watching really it bad. like. I was like, I recognise those lines somehow. Imagine oh, if you'd okay. been in that. So, I know. Yeah. Well, it was a. It I would have had to stop doing this with you. You wouldn't know me anymore. It was the lead in a CBS sitcom. It would have been. Uh, yeah, but oh, everyone said it's the worst Al. thing ever. Yeah, I would have been Al. Everyone said yeah. it's the worst Whoa. thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, I know, but I would be in Hollywood being uh, having a terrible guy. time. Well, not necessarily. Using the worst thing ever. Yeah, but people don't care, do they? Well, you said like, they I did. care about quality, but a lot of people don't. As long as you're making a lot of money. Yeah. Do you want to get to yourself? I've got I've got an anonymous Twitch handle. Oh, do you? Yeah, yeah. You've replied oh, right. to me a few times. Oh, okay. So you're not going to keep it secret? Yeah, I can't remember what it is. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but, <laughs> but, yeah. but yeah, I have, yeah. Slightly thrillingly, you've read out a couple of comments. Oh, cool. Occasionally you gloss over them. Do I? I yeah, well, there's well, a lot going I'd on known. with your chat window, isn't it? Ding, 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 ding. And I'm watching my one go up the list. Oh, and it pops off gone. the end and it uh, hasn't gone. been, that's gone. That's heartbreaking, isn't it? Bilal, what was your problem? This week? Oh, my one was kind of sad. Oh, a bit God. like last week. Well, um, I feel like, uh, so I just finished uh, recently doing the Edinburgh Fringe. Very, very exhausting month. Mm. Um, and I just, I'm just lacking motivation a yeah. bit at the moment. Right. These last few weeks, I've felt like I don't really 
feel like doing Just write anything. down any old sentence. It's been good apparently. coming in. Yeah. <laughs> it's been good coming in doing this. Yeah. I've been forced to do something. But I've yeah. been doing, I've been doing like minimal stuff. Do you know what I mean? Have you been, would you say, would you say you've been moping? Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, I'm moping around yeah. like a sad. Um, what yeah. what costume character walks around? Uh, um, Eeyore. Eeyore. He's Eeyore. a moper. That's <laughs> yeah. classic. Yeah. I was thinking this is going to be difficult. And then you just nailed yeah. it. Eeyore. Um, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's my thing. Yeah. I listened to a really good podcast the other day oh. about brains. Okay. Yeah. And that gave some really good um, advice. BBC Sounds? No, no. Should I tell you about what the advice was? Yeah. When you're brushing your teeth, yeah, you have to think about one thing that you really enjoyed about today and then be like, tomorrow's going to be nice. And then it starts to give you a much more positive outlook. And I was doing it for about a week. It's worked for me. Really? Wow. I was in a bit of a rut. Yeah. 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 Moping? You just like, <laughs> I, I, you know, I've been, just... I've been, uh, I've been <laughs> bashing away at the cold face of comedy for 18 years now. And it's like, I would love it if it could be just me, my main job. Like I don't, I don't do these other things. Do you yeah. know what I mean? But I've still never quite got yeah. what I want to get out of it. And it's like, oh, you just got to keep going, haven't you? But sometimes that slog mm. yeah. is like quite relentless, isn't it? And so, what sort of things when you brush your teeth? <laughs> what was I thinking yeah. about? I love being in foils today. Well, that kind I, of I would I would definitely think about recording this podcast. Oh. Not with the attitude you've had today, but in general. Oh. And then, uh, <laughs> yeah. That's quite nice. It was quite a challenge when I'd sworn at two bus drivers Yeah, he... in last week's episode. Yeah. Did but you? I still had yeah. to be like, it's quite a comfy bed, actually. Did you do anything like that? Swear at bus drivers? No. Oh. <laughs> any, did you do any like gratitude list type thing, any of that sort of no, thing? No, I think that sounded quite lame. Okay. Yeah. Thanks, Ned. <laughs> <laughs> I'm but, sorry. Yeah. I don't. I can't. I was imagining myself trying to trying to do it, and it didn't. The teeth didn't, brushing. It didn't feel like it was going to. Because it's like when I'm brushing my teeth, that's dead time. I might as well use. It, it. It, yeah, that's yeah, that's a fair point. And it's also something you do. I concentrate a lot on the, the actual the, brushing. Yeah, the Getting technicalities. The right teeth, yeah. And oh. I'm thinking about it quite intensely. Like okay. uh, that bit. Have I done that bit? Like mm. down towards the bottom left and the inside. Do you like, have an electric one. Did but I can't uh, kind of like I don't know I can't keep up the electric habit because they lose charge and then I travel a lot and I don't yeah. take so yeah 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 I'm the mm. same yeah yeah um what's your problem Ned well my problem was Bill Al's message saying what's your problem <laughs> yeah because it like it did like and then I, that, then I had to listen to so like what what are the other guests problems uh, is there kind of like a common thread no, no. But, but I do norm- I I would normally just say oh here's the general like. Yeah, the tone at which you pitch it. Yeah, which, well, I, but you've not done I that. I didn't. I no. always tell my guests, uh, it doesn't matter. It's anything. You did. Right? You literally said that. It doesn't matter. But it that doesn't makes matter. It hard for people. Does that make it harder? In a way, because I I leapt in the deep end and thought, actually, if I do have a problem, because I've been a bit mopey at the moment. Oh, I think it's that not time fully of you, or, but another maybe another cartoon character who mopes. There aren't many cartoon. Um, the John, cartoon Squidward genre. from uh, SpongeBob. Is he a moper? Yeah. yeah I once saw, <laughs> when I was working in football, I once saw, um, do you remember Ian Holloway, the football manager? Yeah. yeah? Ollie. Mm-hmm. He was the manager of Plymouth Argyle oh, okay. at yeah. the time. And I went down, I was doing a day in the life of Ian Holloway, filming him, like shadowing him around. And he was invited to switch on the Christmas tree lights in Plymouth City Centre uh, by a local radio station. And we had a radio mic on him and we were filming him go, going to this event and uh, backstage. And he was invited onto the stage and there were three celebrities so he wasn't the only celebrity about to hit this big comedy button to switch on the lights. It was him, Linda Lusardi, the former glamour yeah, model, yeah. and SpongeBob SquarePants. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were going to say, because he had his radio mic was, on, you just well, had him going, oh, for fuck's no, sake. No, well, it was, that's, that's exactly what happened. So they went three, two, one, boom, and it was the meagre display of about seven light bulbs oh, hanging dear. in this little tree. And there must have been 2,000 people there. All of them cheered. And honestly... Holloway turns to um, Linda Lusardi and went, look at them, they're fucking delighted, he said. He said, never shown London. <laughs> anyway, my problem, so I went in deep end and I thought my actual problem that preoccupies me more than anything at the moment is not knowing what happens after you die. Ah. Oh. So I don't know if you can shed any light on that. Well, it's I, quite, It strikes me as quite a big one. I think it's... Um... I, I think it's going to be very wishy-washy for you here, Ned, I think. Mm. I think some sort of energy thing. I don't know. Uh, I think, <laughs> I, well, here's, I think something must go on, right? Sustainable energy? But I'm not sure what it is. And I think as humans, we're not designed to actually understand what happens mm. next. So I'm 
beating myself up against the like. There's no point in trying to. So I shouldn't. It's like trying to the understand the Tour de France if you don't know anything about it. But we, we were going to give it a go. Yeah. Yeah. And then said it was too complicated oh, for us. Okay. Like, <laughs> for us, yeah. <laughs> for us, yeah. Yeah, okay, but, some, kind of en- some kind of energy. But right. I think mm. what's great is in the modern day yeah. is that really, once you're gone, you're not going to know anything about it, right? Yeah. Uh, but it's the people that you're leaving behind that are going to be sad. But there's so much of you out Hopefully. there digitally yeah. that <laughs> we wouldn't even miss you, would we? Like, there's, there's so many... Uh, this? Things online, yeah. This, this yeah. is going to be the great memoriam to Go. Ned Bolting. Can I leave a message? Yeah, yeah. For the future, yes, Go please. Ahead. Well, I, I will one day be in a position where I can answer the question I've just posed here yeah. for Joey and Bilal. Um, unfortunately, I won't be able to report back. Mm. So even though I'm committing this to the future, and you're watching it in the future, um, where I'm sat right now, all, all the best answer I've got. Sadly, and all I can offer you is um, some, well, some form of energy. Yeah. And it might, might be sustainable. It might be. We're going <coughs> to pop that video on a floppy disk and send it to space. <laughs> if, you, if, you, if you could, yeah. That would be. Do you know the time capsule thing? Did your school do a time capsule? I think I did one because there was an episode of... Um, so weird. You know what yeah. I'm talking yeah, about? Yeah, I do, yeah. About time capsule. Blue, very so Blue Peter. Blue Peter, Blue Peter it, yeah. yeah. It was a really big thing for a while, wasn't it? Time capsules. Mm. Yeah. 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 In the year 2000, everyone was like, yeah, yeah time capsule. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. some kids in my school, like the people who Floppy did like discs. the best drawings, like yeah. got to put it in a time capsule. Like, oh, that's not fair. No, that isn't fair. Oh. Were you excluded from that? Uh, yeah, I didn't get it. Get no, good, not, good. not good enough. Not good, <laughs> not good enough for the future. <laughs> yeah. The future sets exactly standards. So yeah. It really does. I um, mean, I, I think, um, I, I, I believe there's more after. I can't really be more specific oh, really okay because oh, i was hoping but, for some specifics oh. really or just the but, thing is yeah. though it's just like in terms of <clears throat> i know obviously a lot of people believe there's absolutely nothing but that feels so bleak does it though yeah to me yeah <sighs> i don't know yeah I you think that's fine well you, you reach my age you, these things become a little bit more pressing yeah. <laughs> and i started to think where am I gonna? Am I gonna like? What do I I'll get cremated? Get like? Well, how's that gonna like? Sent into space? Maybe in a rocket? Do you want to live in a no. jar after being cremated? Do I want to live in a jar? Do you want to get scattered over? Get yourself with cryogenically frozen in case they can bring you back. Might do that. Yeah. Might might do that. Yeah. 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 So definitely look into the costing of that because yeah, it could yeah, be yeah. pricey. I'd have to put mm. some money aside for. Yeah, you're gonna a have long to do time. that big room at the Paul Lighthouse. Yeah. <laughs> 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 yeah. But um. But but you know the idea of. Being buried, but buried that sounds a bit weird nowadays. Do people still get buried, put in a yeah. box, and kind of like, yeah, yeah, in that, in that old fashioned way, yeah, yeah, on a horse, like taking on a horse and cart to the, yeah, that's quite, yeah, quite macabre, yeah, isn't it? Um, I was gonna say, <laughs> no, I had a genuine thought about this. Oh, yeah, the whole point I think is we don't know, so that's why you've got to just like make the most of this now, like being alive now. Well, brush your teeth and, and I was say, saying, and that's a toothbrush people, moment. Yeah, just, yeah, yeah. yeah, that's But enough. there's loads of people who don't really, and I think... Well, brush doing, your teeth. Or, no, or don't, don't make the most, most of it. Well, but And they might be not not long for the... Not, if, not long not with brush. us, because if they're not yeah. dental hygiene, mm. that's the if you're not on top of it, um, yeah. you're underneath it. You're under, yeah. And, you get behind on your dental bills. Yeah. <laughs> no, but do you know what I mean? You've just got to make the most of being here now. And it go do, I mean, you've been very lucky to do a lot of traveling through work and stuff, have, I'd imagine. Yeah. And so yeah, yeah. you're, you're acing yeah. it. I think you should be but also worrying do, about it less than most people. Do you think oh, about legacy? That's quite, that's, that's, that there is a go. nice toothbrush moment. That's yeah. not uplifting. See? Creating yeah. stuff that lives on, you know? Yeah. You're doing plenty of that. Yeah, yeah. All these books we've got to read. Yeah, we've got to yeah, read what, books. What, four? Books. Wait, how many? I've done about seven. We've got to read seven books. (laughs) Alec doesn't even know how many. About. About about seven. Right. um, We've got to do an audience uh, problem. Okay. This has been wonderful. Because you've been a proper guest and people want their problems answered by a a genuine guest. Has a question come in? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I don't know if they knew it was going to be for you. No. But it's been on the internet. If they did, that would be really weird. They might have listened to the Well, they couldn't have done because I only put it out on Instagram today. You said, in case somebody desperately wanted to ask them. Yeah, but right. we don't did say it too late. coming. No. no, but I did this morning. Oh, you did? All right. Only because I don't want... You sly dog. I, no, because people <laughs> pull out sometimes, so you can't do it that far in ahead. Yeah. yeah. Far in advance. Anyway, uh, this one, it's more confessional than it is a problem, but it's not too dissimilar to last week's with the what should I do now I've done something and should I own up to it. Um, uh, this is from 
Wow. Appropriate number 59. Again, get a proper name. Just put like Julia or Steve but It could have been 69, mm. couldn't it? Uh, Julia. <laughs> uh, it sounds worse than it is, but I haven't told anyone. I need to get this out. When I first moved in with my boyfriend, I was using his car for a while. Uh, I went to get groceries and uh, because I wanted to cook dinner whilst he was at work. Whilst parking, I backed into someone. Um, they had a newer car than mine, um, and I scratched it. Um, I then drove off without leaving a note, and I feel very bad about that. No, but I keep fine. going back to the same car park, and I feel very bad and guilty. If I see the car again, should I try and make amends? It's fine. It's fine. Leave it's it. absolutely. In fact, I think she's done the owner of the car a favour that she drove into because. Um, I have only ever had one new car and yeah. um, I was, I remember the moment at which I realized, you know, seven or eight years down the line of owning one new car. I don't own any cars now, I haven't for years, but about seven or eight years into that, that the car was now kind of a banger mm. and you can stop fretting about it being right, yeah, whether you're going to scratch like, the wheel scratch, arch. I was a scratch, a wheel arch and all that kind of thing. And, and now it's just a banger, isn't it? Mm. So she, all she's done is just accelerated that process of mm. the car, that car, car owner just relaxing. Yeah. And going, it's all right, it doesn't matter. That's a, that's, that's a great piece did, of advice. How long actually. did they have the new car if they bought it that day? That's not very nice. Though. Yeah, do we know if the car's new or no? <laughs> it said By much the way, newer than mine. much newer. But that doesn't tell us much, but the same principle mm. applies, doesn't it? It doesn't matter what the time frame is. At some point, that thrill of like buying a new car and looking after it like, oh, no, nothing can happen to this car and it becoming a banger, that's already in process. And that's mm. the, 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 the chain of events has been set so in motion. everything should be ruined a little bit. Yeah, everything should it's be, like when you turn up at slightly. school and you had new trainers and your mates would try and scuff, scuff them immediately. Yeah. Yeah. I'd do that to you. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's a great piece of advice, though. It's very good. I it's just right. yeah, yeah, I remember Lewisham, someone, the last thing about my car, but I remember someone just back, we were all stuck in stationary traffic about turn right, and someone behind me had just inadvertently, and that thing where you think that the traffic started moving and it actually hasn't. So she just drove into the back of me like that, bam, and like that. And then got really apologetic, came around the side and went like that. And said, I'm so sorry, did we want to exchange things like that? And I just went, oh, I can move that. It's it. absolutely fine. Yeah. Because I drove a banger. Yeah. So you didn't have didn't whiplash you? or any. Nah. Oh. Oh, so there we go. So there we go. But now you just cycle everywhere. And I do, fine. yeah. 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 Um, cool. Ned, where can people find you when you update your website and it's got relevant tour dates <laughs> or you write I another book? Know, um, I'm, uh, yeah, I'll be... People know. I, I, I'm, so, um, uh, yeah, I'll be touring a thing. I don't know the name of it yet, but I'll be touring in next October and November at a venue near you, about 20 shows, I think. Something like right. that. Not much wow. More. Yeah. We'll and come, won't so, we? Yeah. Well, no, Bilal's not allowed. I'm, I'm not allowed. allowed. Not allowed you got, but you could fall off a bike before then. Okay. Yeah, there's time. This is time. There's time. <laughs> uh, and how much have you worked on that show? Not at all. I've had oh, one right, walk. Cool. walk I'm working with someone. I'm not doing it all myself this time because it's a slightly more ambitious project. So I'm working with a director and I had a walk with him around Nunhead Cemetery a week ago to start outlining our oh, loose nice. thoughts, but oh. we haven't followed it up. So if you see Ned in Nunhead Cemetery, Mumbling do not offer your condolences. No. He's working. Leave yeah. him alone. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, we're out of time. We're out of time. I've very much enjoyed that. Yeah, Thank you for the invitation. So Lovely. Yeah, Thank you really so good. much for coming on. Thank you. Proper so guest. Proper guest. <laughs> First <laughs> time. Second yeah. time. Proper guest. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Rob Daly. No, you can't do that. Because when, when I say proper guest, I'm joking. Well, the rest. No, I'm now not. you've I'm been not. serious. I'm not. I'm not. <laughs> some of the ones, some of the rats we've had on here. <laughs> we had Rob Daly who does uh, yeah. the commentary uh, for Tottenham. Yeah, I mean, we've got to end, but uh, you've got to stop I'm sorry. talking. <laughs> <laughs> uh, if you've enjoyed this episode, especially if you're new, please like, rate, subscribe. Uh, send us a problem at uh, gotproblemmate at gmail.com. I've been Joey, he's been Bilal, that's Ned, and a very big kiss from all of us. Bye. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com.